0: Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of $699.99. Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required.
1: Is powered by Safety FM. This podcast is being sponsored by Safety Consultant
0: SafetyConsultant.us group is a group that is set up for other people that are safety consultants and those that want to be safety consultants. A resource site that will give you the ideas that you need for growing your business, such as teaching resources. Because you got to be a teacher when you're out there, and that's going to be part of your base for growing your clients. Get your jobs. We have OSHA compliance topics, including written programs and assessments that you could use for getting your business going. And also, it's a group community of other people that are doing what you're doing as a safety consultant. In this week's episode, we talked to Pedro Maciel, Pedro is one of the first people that gave me an iTunes review, which was awesome. Uh, We've been in contact from time to time and LinkedIn. And uh, he is a member of my Facebook group, which is facebook.com backslash groups with an S backslash safety consultant. Right now, I believe the group has about 2,200 um, people on there, including Pedro, uh, some of which are active consultants, some of which are just safety officers, uh, some are just actually people who are going to be safety consultants and just want to get the feel of, of what to do. People ask questions and all that. So uh, it's, a, it's a great group and I uh, got to be friendly with Pedro during that time period and we uh, I decided to reach out to him, see if he would like to be on the show. It was really cool talking to him. I got to understand that he started his business after listening to my podcast. So I thought that was pretty cool, as well as he started his own podcast, The X Factor of Safety, and I believe he's almost 10 episodes in right now, and he's really, you know, just truly one of those people who have taken action. So we talk about his life as he transition from the military into the private sector and then start his own business. And his family, four girls, uh, his wife and four girls, they've moved from Texas to Virginia and now in Atlanta uh, as they're seeking new opportunities. And he's been in the whole spectrum of actual practitioner to safety officer to corporate safety officer. And then as a contract safety so we kind of talk about a few of those things we talk about behavior-based safety we also go over some stuff about human and organization performance, and just the differences there as far as our personal uh, feel. Talked a little bit about time management for growing your business, uh, where he asked me a couple of questions about how to how to actually grow your business a little bit more. He had some issues with that, so I give him some tips on that. And then also uh, we just basically uh, catch up and, and talk a little bit about uh, a few things related to corporate training and networking and podcasting and all that stuff so uh, it's a great episode i think you're gonna have some fun like i did Uh, pedro's just a really cool cat and i really think you should listen to the x-factor of safety podcast if you're on itunes give him a review and uh just uh get a a good understanding of pedro and and truly who he is as a man and you'll have a good time with this uh, episode as i did so uh stay tuned we're gonna just go ahead and get into that episode right now, and then after the episode, I'll give you the tip of the week. So uh, let's talk to Pedro. Well, I'm
2: Pedro Maciel. Um, host of the X Factor of Safety Podcast um, thanks for having me on Sheldon I greatly appreciate it it was uh, definitely cool for you to uh, reach out and say hey do you want to be on the podcast that was definitely great um, oh, excellent that you know, that I look, really literally
0: your name Cause when I said thank you, did you hear that episode when I thanked you for the episode for
2: the, the yeah I man, did. I but Yeah, it, it, no, it was good. It was good. I'm I'm <laughs> used to. It, it's hard to pronounce my last name and especially the way it's spelled. That you know people throw again. R's. Maciel. Maciel. Yeah. M a c i e l. So. Hmm. And and it and it it definitely is hard for somebody to if they hear it for the first time they mm-hmm. they don't get catch it right away and then after a couple of times then they're like oh okay i got it but i've had it you know Michelle, uh <laughs> Mas- masio
0: what do they call in the military well, what are, what would all your uh, you guys call you in the military
2: yeah they macio they they they, okay. they they were like they would throw the r in it all all my drill instructors and everybody that um that would call me by my last name. They would throw an R in there. M-A-R-C-I-E-R. I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> you have any of those drill sergeants that said, you know, don't be eyeballing me mayonnaise.
2: <laughs> yes. Yes. There was a couple that uh ended up telling me that when I would try to correct them, but not try to correct them on my last name. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They're like do we care private <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> yeah it was it was interesting to get through through the military with my last name and then they would have to look at my name tag my name badge and pronounce it they're like masiel okay and they got it
0: yeah <laughs> uh, that's great yeah i uh, never served but thank you for your service and uh and, and truly I, I I appreciate it when i I get a hold of some of the veterans and uh, just say, "Hey man, uh, I am so grateful, and one of my best buddies is uh it's funny because he 's retired Air Force, but he works for the Navy, and they give him hell my <laughs> <Fly> boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, so the yeah. between the two or between the services, I guess you guys always have some sort of rivalry going."
2: Yes, and uh, I was in the Navy, so it, it, it's us against the Marines. All right. Uh, yeah, we always have that, you know, that rivalry between the Marines. And then um, the Air Force and the Army, the Army and the Marines, um, the Coast Guard and the Navy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah, my father-in-law is Coast Guard. Nice. That's right. When
0: did you uh, When did you actually get into service? So, well, first, where are you from?
2: Uh, I'm originally from Houston, Texas. Born Houston, and raised. HL? Yeah. Yes. Um, I got in right out of high school. Uh, le- left for the military right out of high school. I took the summer off, had some fun, and then went straight to the military. Uh, decided to walk on... On my own two feet and and serve my country.
0: All right, and uh, well, how long were you in? Uh, six years. Six okay. Uh, during that time, was it a uh, wartime or not?
2: Uh, it was. I went in in two thousand and two, so it was right after the not ni- yeah nine eleven and you yeah know, desert the storm, desert, desert storm, uh, Iraqi freedom. So that's when you know, right after a year after the nine eleven happened, I ended up going into the service.
0: Wow, wow! So that was probably as a young man getting into you know the thick of things. That must have really shaped your life, and especially now as an adult.
2: Yes, it did. It uh, uh, I grew up very, very quickly. Uh, it taught me a uh, taught me a lot, a lot of discipline, a lot of um, you know camaraderie on how to how to pick somebody up when they're feeling down and how to how to work as a team and kind of stems into me getting into safety a little bit and uh from your safety side where did you uh like bridge that
0: gap from regular officers I'm i'm hearing to safety or you uh was that part of your duties when you're in
2: uh, I was actually what they call a yeoman so I was like an admin um, dealing with all the all the records and you know accountability of all the personnel on the ship so it was uh, it was pretty interesting transitioning from an admin role into a safety role but before I got into safety I ended up getting uh, into actual manual labor. I was a, I was a laborer. I uh, did a catalyst changeout, confined space entries, and then I got into safety. So I, I bridged that gap by coming out of the service and actually working with my hands and, and being subjected to different types of hazards. And then I told myself, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to yeah. go into <laughs> confined space. Yeah. Um, so, and that's how, how it ended up transitioning into me becoming a safety professional
0: oh nice nice yeah yeah I'm from the wastewater side so my my safety career was was on the wastewater field and doing wastewater for a long time as an operator you know I was just like I'm just done I'm gonna do whatever (laughs) it takes to be a supervisor and then you know I worked my way up to plant manager but uh, yeah, a lot of that is the same thing you were dealing with, you know, permit required confined space and a lot of uh, chemical exposure because we did gas chlorine and uh, a whole bunch of, you know, laboratory work and stuff like that. But then right. we got out of uh, the, the field as far as being a, a full-time safety person for a company. Then that's when I transitioned into the uh, consulting in 08. But, man every time I was going into one of those confined spaces especially in those Tyvek suits man I'm just like I'm hating life
2: yeah yeah
0: I can't stand those Tyveks.
2: <laughs> yeah I mean that that was the Tyvek's, and then not only that because you had the Tyvek's and the the catalyst change outs that we were doing I ended up you know having to have a harness and uh retractable lanyard and you had to go you know down 120 feet and take all the stuff inside the the big silo out and it's mm-hmm. it's pretty scary that 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 manhole that gets you know mighty pin size when you're all the way at the bottom yeah yeah and
0: hmm. tell me a little bit about your uh when you decided that you're ready to, to get out and you're, was it six years or up and you mm-hmm. decided to get out or did it come to like a, I know uh, Nate Bremen, he had uh, an injury and Nate was a uh, Redbeard. If you're yeah. familiar
2: yep. with the yep. I know Nate.
0: guys. So Nate uh, was Marines, I believe, right? Yeah. And, uh, so he got injured and then he, uh, he pretty much was able to do an honorable discharge at that point. So what was the transition for you?
2: Um, I decided to get out, you know, after, after about the first three years of being in, in the military, I was going through a lot of schooling. I was on a submarine, so that took a lot of training, um, Then I went on a couple of deployments and and got to travel the world. And then I just kind of got homesick. I wanted to, you know, see what I can start, start up on my own and, you know, transitioned into being a civilian again. Um, So getting out really was looking back at it now, kind of wish I would have stayed in for 20 years. Yeah. uh, Because then I, you know, in a couple of years, I would have been retiring with, you know, all the good benefits that, that as veterans get. But, yeah. you know, I wanted to see what civilian was like after six years of being in the military. And being in Texas and being, a, getting into safety, uh, I worked out of the country for about three years as a regional safety manager um, at a GM plant. Uh-huh. So that was pretty interesting. And then um, I came back and got into structural steel in Houston and ended up staying there for about two and a half years and got a offer for a corporate safety director position in virginia nice. which then led us to virginia and they ended up you know helping me relocate and we stayed there and then uh, i didn't want to be the corporate safety director anymore i kind of wanted to be um on my own in a sense and then we ended up moving to atlanta
0: yeah and yeah. now
2: um um, You know, contract safety for um, C-Logic, which has me in San Angelo at the moment.
0: Oh, nice, nice. And uh, is that contract through your personal company, your uh, Safety First? Uh, what's I forget your
2: company name now. Safety First International.
0: Safety First International. I guess. I knew it was Safety First. I couldn't figure out the other part. So Safety yes. First International. Nice. Yes. When did you decide to do that?
2: Uh Shortly after listening to your podcast. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the safety consultant podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's my only one. Yeah. I'm kidding.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's awesome. So I, I was an influencer to you.
2: Yes, you were. Yes, you were. And it, and it definitely, you know, branching out and starting on your own. It's a bit scary. Yeah. Uh, I was definitely petrified to to kind of go out on my own, and but it ended up. Paying off, and you know, luckily I can. I, I have a lot of people I can turn to. You being one of them, yeah. Uh, you know, for for advice and guidance on on consulting. Yeah, absolutely, and that's great. Uh, one of the things that
0: I, I I saw, you know, in your your uh, you're the first person to actually give me an iTunes review, and I was reading. I was like, man, this just made my day. <laughs> so <laughs> awesome, and I. And I didn't even know how to get to them. Jay uh, Allen from Safety FM had to show me how to do it. (laughs) And I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" So thank you so much for that one. And then when I saw that you're doing the uh, X Factor of Safety podcast, and I was listening to your flow, and I'm like, "Damn, (laughs) brother, (laughs) smooth! You got the voice (laughs) and you got the music in the back, like I used to do in my very few first few episodes." So so tell me about your uh, a lot of your shows, you uh you tend to go a lot on on, on the safety side as a behavioral based safety person so i figured that that might be some of your background and training cuz i i heard and i remember there was one episode i believe the one with Tamara you're interviewing Tamara and Jason Lucas yes yes it was to you and Tamara Paris and and uh, Jason Lucas and uh and you were thinking about BBS for one of, the, um, one of the things that you're, you're mentioning as an example, and for those that aren't familiar with BBS, is behavioral-based safety. And that came from uh, the Aubrey Daniels uh, view of safety. And if you are in safety, you've probably heard of behavioral-based safety. And then you've also probably heard of human and organizational Performance, which is yes. like the Crips and the bloods of safety you know <laughs> you go, people <laughs> yes. are like west side yeah. <laughs> it's like no no it, it seems like that like if they're always at odds you know mm-hmm. uh, so it kind of felt that way to me listening to that episode because i i, I heard tamara on her side kind of really saying well uh it didn't look like this person in your description that i can't remember the story but uh oh you know what i, I do remember She was telling, uh, she was doing an audit and she did an audit and the team of two was doing something correct, I believe it was on a ladder and, uh, and they were helping each other the way they were. The supervisor comes in and yeah. then says, hey, why are you wasting some time? Get off that ladder. He doesn't need to secure the ladder and didn't even see her watching this. And then yeah. she, she goes ahead and says, well, the behavior of the individual wasn't at fault. It was pretty much the, they didn't feel empowered to talk to that supervisor. And uh, the exchange was good. I, 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 enjoy, I enjoy that because truly you have to, in safety and health, yeah. We get challenged a lot, right? Oh, <laughs> we get, yeah. We get challenged in some of these things. So uh, in a situation with BBS versus Hop, what side are you? I know you're more BBS, but are you pure BBS or are you a little bit of both?
2: I, I'm a, I'm a well-rounded plethora of both. All right. um, I, I think the 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 Hop, in, in a sense, will definitely... Um, play out to understanding the human behavior because uh, understanding human be- behavior and how to organize that to, to your advantage will then kind of trickle into your behavior your behavioral base safety uh, so they go hand in hand uh, the BBS you know you got to identify the bad behavior with the good behavior see who needs you know training or re-coaching or a mentoring of some sort and I just think that both sides of the fence you know have their have their pros and cons um, you know the behavioral based safety it's definitely good if you utilize it for, for good and, and not to go punish somebody for a bad behavior but to use that as a learning tool and you know the the human error factor and and the humanization of of you know a person performing a task and possibly getting reprimanded because they might have did it wrong um plays a big part and I think the hop goes not only for the workers but the mid-level management senior management to understand their people that are making the money
0: yeah yeah and um you know way to straddle the fence there buddy (laughs) 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 don't worry I do that too and uh and truly I'm I'm instructor for the certified occupational safety specialist group and uh, the certificate of occupational safety manager but the COST program, COSS, they actually have a full module on behavioral-based safety. So I teach every time I do a COST class, I'm teaching students about, you know, behavioral-based safety and how to use it, how to do it in observation everything else. But it's only a one-hour session. Uh, but I've also written, I can't tell you the, cor- the people because of contract, but... Uh, one of the online uh, course people that I write for, uh, I guess if you go to my profile, you can see all the ones I write for. But uh, but one of them, I, I had to write a 30-hour course, a BBS course for them. And uh, so this 30-hour course I wrote, I really had to dig in deep on it and, and, and get a good idea of it. And I came to understand it so much more deeply deeply and i think it's being used as a weapon uh to punish people more than it is using as a tool to figure out what is the antecedent to this behavior or how can i affect this antecedent for that behavior or affect the consequence to that behavior so that i can make sure that 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 worker is going to be protected and uh I always found like this. I don't know if you're seeing it the same way because I know you're a VBS guy as well. Probably. I don't know if you're going to give yourself 40, 60, 60, 40 VBS hop, but uh, I'm, I'm almost like a, I think for me, I'm, I'm probably 60, 40 VBS. I, I, I got to be honest but uh what about you before i give me my other thought what do you what are you leaning to i'm
2: I, you I, on I, right I, now. i'm I, i'm about i'm about the same uh, a 60 40 split damn it, um, Patriot, on a, on now <laughs> <laughs> a 60 40 split on on the on the bbs uh, just because that's you know what i was it was ingrained and you know it to to actually tailor a bbs safety program and, and make it work you can't use it as a weapon it has to be uh beneficial for the people that you're going to get your feedback from which are your workers yep. you know they're the ones that are going to give you the feedback and and understand the behaviors and training on those behaviors what to look out for what is safe what is unsafe and then that is how a, a bbs you know system and program will will succeed um you know, but at, at the same time, you, you tailor into the, the hop and, and you know, the actual performance of a human being and, you know, it's all for the worker, but behavior, base safety, you know, again, okay, so maybe I'm 70-30, 70
0: Yeah, well, for uh, my, my big wraparound of that one was truly when I started thinking about and understanding what it really is uh, I find the fault is no one spends the time to figure out what that trigger is that brings the thought then after the thought comes to behavior so if no one goes back to see you know what was the initial trigger that got someone thinking oh well you know, it's good enough right now. I don't need to wear my hard hat in the hard hat zone or, you know, whatever the behavior was at the time. They just want to look at the behavior. And instead of having a, a coaching session where it's uh, not me telling you how I would have done it, but you're really listening to find out why you're doing what you're doing. And maybe you're onto something and, you know, let's, let's have this, this communication with each other. It seems more like a, a, a way of lashing out to the workers. And then on the hop side, you know if the organization and the systems aren't working right and if the systems are dysfunctional you're setting up the worker for failure so uh you know that's you know the the <laughs> The hop to me, and and I still don't think of hop as hop. I actually think of it as you know the nuclear regulatory agency. You know that's where it all started from, right? So I keep thinking of the nuclear guys, and you know the the system they had there was you know your system has to work in order for the behavior to fall in line, and your organization has to have a culture that is going to be strong, and and it's all like little pieces that. have to fit together if they don't fit together right the puzzle's not going to look right that's that's my view there's my it's right there
2: yeah no definitely and and you said it perfectly you know you have to have a culture and how are you going to build a culture without understanding the processes which the hop comes into play and then the behaviors and the way of thinking to make your culture what you need it to be um and that that is where they go hand in hand But understanding the behavior of the worker, understanding what they are thinking, why are they thinking it, how are they thinking about performing a a task, and then jumping over to the hop side and and figuring out the right processes and procedures for the organization to to be successful.
0: Yeah, it seems like... uh... Uh, seems like there's something in the middle there that that, that needs to be met, uh, so that you know, again, it might become, uh, as people in our saying, safety differently, like uh, Sidney Decker, you know, the the safety differently guy.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, is that safety Decker? Sidney Decker? I, uh, uh, I think
2: I think, so. I think it is. I think <laughs> I, it is the safety always, differently.
0: Yeah, I always end up uh, getting getting him mixed up with with someone else, but you know, for for my two cents worth I really believe that when you start thinking about safety in many different ways that you really have to uh, be open and to BBS yes obviously you need to get to behavioral mastery and if you know third fourth time you see somebody doing the same behavior all right <laughs> yeah we can't keep having this something has to happen at that point you know, we have to strive for behavioral mastery at some point in our in our uh, behavioral based safety program So that's, that's the hard part. Uh, But uh, for you, now that you're working for yourself, your site safety right now, is that uh, what you're currently doing?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm the site safety manager.
0: And uh, did they get you for a long-term contract? Did you end up having to do something where you're an employee of them or a subcontractor of them?
2: Uh, An employee of the, of the organization. Okay. Um, so and, and it's a it's a it's a long contract. Um, you know all all kinds of uh perks that that I get with that and the way I, I structure my you know the contract. But yeah, it's a, it's a longer contract and you know. I wanted, I didn't want to travel, but again, working for yourself, sometimes you have to travel to go make the money. So, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, it definitely uh, is working out. And, and, you know, I've been, I've been blessed um, with the wife that's very supportive and, you know, she, she likes what we're, what we're doing and, you know, she's on board. Oh,
0: good. How many kids?
2: Uh, Four. Four. Yeah. Four daughters. Brother. (laughs)
0: Daughters, <laughs> oh, <Holy> lot. <God>.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> four girls. I got a uh, one girl and one boy. We got in that order. And my daughter, she's living in Colorado Springs now. I'm an older guy, you know. yeah. So our kids are out of the hand, out of the house. So we we got the empty nest thing going. And uh, my son's and uh, he's 20. Well, they're both going to be 23 in a couple of months and 21. So uh, they're they're both out of the house, living their life. But uh, truly. Four girls, man. Whew. Yeah, you got your oh, yeah.
2: school. What's your ages? Uh, my oldest is fifteen. I have a thirteen-year-old, a twelve-year-old, and a nine-year-old. Wow, that's yeah. not too bad, though. No,
1: yeah, no. that's not
0: bad at all. Not not in those ASF, you know. Not to say anything about your girl, but middle school is really rough. <laughs> when kids oh, go yeah. through middle school. I was like, yes. man, we can't we send them to middle school island and then have them come back in high school. <laughs>
2: yes, yes, it, it, it's it's the preteen stage and you know the hormone change and it's just oh my goodness. Yeah. So it, it, it's a blessing in disguise. Me working out of town.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah i remember at one point my son and i were like outnumbered even our pets were girls so we were we' were, like just the only two boys with like pet dogs that are girls and ladies in the house and we we're like oh let's go play ball <laughs> Shoot <Yeah. the> hoop. <laughs> so that's great uh for you when you're speaking uh,
2: of pets my my i'm sorry no, uh, speaking ahead, of pets my my dog is a is a is a girl as well so yeah definitely surrounded. outnumbered surrounded <laughs> by him
0: oh that's great well usually there's like uh, one maybe two uh your your younger uh daughters that might gravitate towards doing what dad does you know that's one thing my daughter is a daddy's girl and I, i'm loving it i loved it the whole time growing up i like yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's> awesome
2: <laughs> yeah my youngest is is the the daddy's girl um they're they're all daddy's girls and they know daddy's gonna be there for you know long time to protect them but the youngest one she she has me wrapped around her finger she's a daddy's girl and she has me wrapped around her finger i I can't even lie about that
0: (laughs) all right i won't i won't play this one for (laughs) save you some money (laughs) yeah when they're younger you know pretty much it's it's like just disaster but then as they get older it's 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 really yeah, really cool uh and both you know my my kids have been awesome so i i think that that fatherhood side is, is really cool because truly if you could connect with even your workers that way where you give them you know a good understanding that you know we're in this together where we are i've got a family you got a family you get comfortable with each other that safety message comes across a little bit easier as you're really starting to you know get to know people and it's tough if you're a consultant and you don't really get the chance to get in until you know like tomorrow I'm doing a a mock OSHA audit for a client and I don't really get there but maybe once a quarter so I build rapport but it's not the same as if your site safety at another side of consulting that you really have to you know think of yourself as being one of the regular guys and girls and hanging out in their and being part of the team, so yeah, the, is that where you are right now?
2: Yes, yeah. It was um, it was a little difficult getting getting there. Um, and like you said, building that rapport. But once you you build that rapport and and become part of the team, it makes it a lot easier to be able to you know one be away for a little bit and then come back and they know, Hey, Oh, you know, Pedro's back. We got to straighten up, tighten up and, you know, be on my our p's and Qs. Um, but it's definitely good to, to build rapport. And like I said, I was, you know, started out as a laborer. So I'm all for, you know, building rapport with, you know, with the, with the workers, making sure they understand that I'm here as a, as a support system to, to make sure that they go home in one piece.
0: Yeah, excellent. And uh, how'd you find the time, and what got you into the podcasting side? Uh, I'm, I'm grateful that you're able to to say that I helped you with the starting your own business. But as far as the podcast, what what got you thinking of that?
2: Actually, you and Jay Allen listening to both of your guys' podcast, I was like, man, I think I can do this. I think yeah. I might be able to have a, a good radio voice. Yeah, you do, um, man. <laughs> appreciate it thanks uh and yeah so just just listening to different podcasts and then i was listening you know at the time uh, to some tony robbins and and some some gary v um listening to to their podcast and how they how they structured it and then i was like you know what i'm just gonna do it might as yeah. well yeah just yeah start
0: yeah uh, you did it good man i love me some tony tony robbins my wife and i as soon as i uh we got, I got out of what I was doing. I was working for the state most of my, my career, I was working for government entities. So I was working for the state of Florida, finally got out and I'm like, man, I've been institutionalized. <laughs> I just keep thinking about clocking in and doing stuff and hiding in my office. And now that I'm working for myself, I can't do that anymore. So we decided to do Unleash the Power Within, which is a Tony Robbins uh, immersive conference. And we did that together. Awesome! If you get a chance it? to do it, you should do it
2: with your. Yeah, wife. me and my, yeah, me and my wife, we were we were talking about it. We were looking for one, and there was a, and there was a couple. I think there was one in Las Vegas, and then one in Orlando that we were looking into. But um, it, it yeah, just, the the timing, yeah, the timing didn't didn't work out. But we are definitely looking into to doing that. I, I hear it's great.
0: Yeah, it's it's truly great because
2: tr-
0: one of the things that you have to do when you're becoming your own boss is you have to break those things that you're so used to when you're working for someone else and uh, taking a chance on yourself. You really are, you know, you're a trendsetter in your your own space so you may not have many people around you that is doing what you're doing so you need someone else to to help you with that and tony is one of those great mentors if you will to the masses and so if you you and
2: your wife get a chance to do it you should really really do it we will thank you thank you we definitely will do that yeah so x factor what uh,
0: why that name
2: I like the x-men and uh, kind of playing off of the, the the safety justice league um no i the x factor the way I, I think about it and um it being the x factor everybody has an x factor uh whether it's something that you know pushes you to your limit something that you know gets your your wheels turning something that pisses you off um, you know, everybody has that X factor and of safety, just, you know, I'm a safety professional. So figuring out what people's X factor are in, you know, um, organization and, you know, performance and behavioral based safety um, in I have a couple of episodes where I actually interview workers and seeing what their X Factor is of of safety. Um, And it's kind of interesting to to do that. And so that's how I came up with the name, the X Factor of Safety.
0: Oh, nice. And uh, are you like right now, I could see your seven, I believe, seven or eight episodes right now that, that are released? Nine nine out of nine yes Uh, so you know what your first three i can't find anywhere it starts at four
2: yeah they and it it was it was crazy kind of the same thing to where i had a computer i had the episodes on there one two and three and some reason all of my data ended up going bye-bye um you know i tried logging in to apple and trying to recoup what i had on there and yeah it was just gone i was mad yeah yeah but imagine so i figured you know if they come up somewhere i think i have them on a usb somewhere in in the storage unit but if they do come up i'll repost them again uh just so that way that it nobody thinks so you know why is he starting on four he only has seven and <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, I have 10 uh you know going on 10 i have nine now so uh 10 is coming real yeah. soon
0: well just do an episode that that basically summarizes one through three <laughs> and, yeah <laughs> and just say the lost x-factor safety episodes <laughs> and just promote it that way
2: yeah no, that's I, a great be, idea.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. Might as well.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Don't go back. Go forward. Just keep going forward.
2: Keep going forward.
0: Yeah, you spend too much time going back, and then you're gonna want to. Uh, a lot of people they talk themselves out of some things when they want to get perfection. So the uh, you've probably heard the saying that the the enemy of perfect is good. <laughs> Yeah. That's one of those big ones that people love saying. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm on the opposite, you know. Just throw it out there. <laughs> Just get it up because if there's no action... In anything you do, it'll always be stuck in your head and then you're going to talk yourself out of it or someone else is going to influence you to talk you out of it. Just do it. It may not be perfect. Just do it. Get it out there. Get it, uh, you know, again, just like behaviors, it's a trigger. Then the triggers gets a thought. Then the thought gets an action, gets a behavior. A yep. so something triggered you to say, I want to do this thing, do it Uh, get that get that anything out don't think about it don't get stuck in the second phase of thought too long and you did it man you got you got episodes under your belt and you got more episodes so don't go back keep going forward man
2: yeah no definitely um you know and, and you said it perfectly um take action You know, I didn't think I was going to be this far into podcasting, but I am. And, you know, I didn't think I was going to be working for myself. And I am. And it it, it all depends on the actions that you take. Um, Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely good if you if you have a thought, write it down, think about it, then take action on it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Excellent.
0: Any questions for me while you got me? And uh, and I would love to find out, you know, how I influenced you, if there's any possible way, because that that really encourages me to keep going on. But uh, but it's not about me, man. It's about you. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs>
0: um, I want to help you out in any way I can.
2: No, one of the questions uh, I do have for you is clients. Getting clients is has been a little struggle for me. Uh, what kind of advice would you would you give how do you promote and market so that you are able to get more clients?
0: Yeah, actually, um, yeah, that's a great question because truly, if you are thinking about, if you're not thinking about how to get more clients, you're going to end up getting stagnant. And uh, I had this one time, I was sitting in a coach, I hardly ever, I think I only went first class one time because I had a soldier, soldier surgery and I didn't want anybody to hit my soldier, my soldier I can't even say it now, <laughs> my <laughs> shoulder. So uh, so I paid for first class, but one of these times doesn't Coach, I was sitting next to a guy, old guy. And he was in his seven. Uh, no, he must have been close to eighty, almost ninety. And he's a restaurateur, and he's filthy rich. And he never, you know, never acted that way. He wasn't, you know, very demonstrative. Nothing, just a little guy. And uh, he told me, he says, he, we went through the whole flight. He was telling me his story. And uh, he told me that as he started his business, and it was hot dogs, he, he became like a hot dog uh, king before he started buying different restaurants and, and pretty much making it on his own. And uh, he said, never let a client own more than of your business. Uh, He says, because if they go under or if they decide to go with someone else, you're going to be lost and you're not going to be able to to find anything. So his key was you're always looking to advance your business, advance your business, or you're always looking to get more and more clients. And for me in the safety space, uh, one of the things I learned from Tony Robbins actually, it was uh, one of his interviews that I was listening to. And uh, the interview was with someone who was in the real estate space, and his name will probably come like a little later. But he's in the real estate space, and he says what he likes to do is he four x's each relationship. And I've talked about talked about that before in the podcast. But mm-hmm. uh, the best way to get clients is to uh, get your your clients that you had before and go back to them, and then the best way to get new clients is to get referrals from those people. And then the third way to get new clients in safety is by training. And truly, training has been one of the things. So if I do anything for free and I'm giving it away, I'll give it away in training first. And then the people who like me in training, I would say maybe... 20% 20% of the audience may want to have some other services for you. So if you're going to do some training for free for someone or for an organization, just have the mm. caveat is, Hey, I'm not going to hit my material all the, the whole training session, but uh, I, I want to be able to put out some flyers. I want to put out, you know, something else or hold your own training sessions. So you call, you know, is your local uh, safety and health uh, association, say, Hey, i'll give you some value by this training uh you help me by talking to your members they come out and then that could be your your way to go out there and another way (laughs) don't worry this is being recorded right so you can always just play back the episode uh don't be scared of reaching out to municipalities your cities and counties, they will always go back to you if they like you. So uh, they need help, especially in the liquid utility field, the water and wastewater people. They need mm-hmm. in a bad way. And I know it because that's the field I'm in, but uh, I, I go to cities and counties all the time, parishes. And once you get in with them, They'll always have you back. So uh, that would be the way to do it. So you would probably have to if you're nice. breaking up your week, uh, let's say you're you're working a forty hour work week, I would spend maybe, an hour and a half to two hours, three times a week when you get home, and you're going to just go through some of the local uh, municipalities, local cities, and counties, and just look through their website and just kind of figure out uh, who's the contact person, and it's going to be the safety and health person, or it's going to (sighs) be... Mostly it's going to be risk management or safety and health. And then just start mm-hmm. calling or emailing them and just three hours <laughs> and basically is, is what you're going to look for. So you don't burn yourself out because you're still, you know, you still have your family and everything else. Yeah. Don't burn yourself out because then you yeah. got no, no hope. But, you know, three hours, you just all you're doing is research and then send that out an email uh, to somebody and tell them, hey, I would like to come by your utility, uh, talk with you, uh, one of your breaks or something like that. Or very simply, hey, I could do a, a free training for you guys a half hour worth and uh, I'll come to your safety meeting and here's my available time and get, get your foot in the door that way.
2: OK, that's awesome. Man, you cannot write this stuff down quick enough. (laughs) It's awesome. I'm going to definitely have to come back and replay the episode.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Replay the episode because truly, I and the reason why I'm doing this like recently my I had a lifestyle change for my wife and I were, were uh, we we were full-time RVers so we mm-hmm. that's that's what emptiness looks like to us <laughs> you know kids are gone let's get an RV so uh, yeah. we we're out in the road but now we're back stationary at a home base in Ocala Florida and I had to actually go around to yeah. Start that principle again. So, mm-hmm. the first places I reached out to was the local college, and I got involved with the person that does the community college. Well, it's not community, most of them are like state colleges now, but mm-hmm. the people that are doing the CEU programs. So, they reach out to the community for corporate training. I tell them, hey, I'm a safety and health trainer, and all of a sudden, they're calling me to do work. Next week, I'll be at the, the local prison for uh, the, the females, and it's a woman's prison, but I'm going to be in there doing an OSHA 10-hour class for them as a wow. contract employee for the college.
2: <laughs> so, wow, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: So it, it does help and, and, and it works. It really works. You just have to, I wouldn't spend my time going to networking meetings because it's really, really tedious. Uh, it's, it's really tedious. I don't know if you've ever done those where you go to a breakfast and you talk to people and shake hands and pass out business cards.
2: Oh. Yeah, no, a, a couple. I've been to a couple and yeah, Did you hate it's, them? it's very tedious and <laughs> um, you know, in a sense it's, it's, it's better to, you know, promote yourself and the networking. Yeah. You might have that one or two golden nuggets that, that get you some good business. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm definitely not knocking them. They're, they're valuable, you know, uh, to an extent, but yeah. yeah, it was just for, for all the, all the time and effort and, and talking and discussing and, you know, to, to not come out with any business, it definitely Yeah. It's frustrating worth my while. Yeah, it's frustrating. Because
0: yeah, you don't get the decision makers and then when you do get a decision maker, they're talking to their buddy that they came out to see <laughs> and you can't yep. get in edgewise. Yep. Yeah those those are uh, truly it's it's a waste of time. Unless you're volunteering and once you're volunteering you become into that click, then now that, that becomes a different dynamic for you.
2: Yeah. 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 Definitely. You got to be part of that inner circle in order to get, you know, get your foot in the door and just, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very, very time consuming. Yeah. And,
0: uh, uh also remember what lights you up too so even if it's not in the safety space something that may light you up that you you're just excited about find a way to make money at that too because there's plenty of times that there's going to be downtime and safety and health but mm-hmm. you can make money doing something else you know being a coach part-time or you know something else you know i've even told people hey if you like driving go ahead and be on lifter or, or something else Uber, you know? yeah Dude, you know, do whatever it takes part time and uh, and do what you, what will keep bringing money in. But you want to make sure that you you always seek to advance your business a little a day, a little a day. And then remember, no one could be small forever. Right. There'll be sometimes if you're being successful that you're going to end up having to give up the reins. My dad told me that. He's like, I keep telling him, I'm like, Dad, man, I'm tired. I'm too busy. I get My calendar's crazy. And he goes, children... You can't be small forever. <laughs> you got <you laughs> to hire people sometimes. You got to do something. They're like, you know what? You're right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. sage Event- advice, right? <laughs> yeah, no. And, 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 you know, my grandfather would always tell me, you know, the, the best thing that you can have is a dollar in your pocket and your word and stick by that and you know and and I have you know to you know my word is is bond and I don't like finish you know coming off of a project or or a job to where it's not finished or not complete Uh, when I say I'm going to complete it and you know God has you know blessed me with uh, running you know my own consulting business and being able to do all these things and um that's that dollar in the pocket and so it's it's definitely uh good advice old advice is definitely good advice people yeah 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 no
0: kidding (laughs) that's great go ahead and plug whatever you got man plug away make sure you leave websites or, or or emails or whatever you need and plug your show
2: yeah, definitely. Uh, you can definitely reach me at the, um, X factor safety podcast. Uh, that's the podcast. I try to post new content every week. Uh, if you need to reach me via email, my email is safety trainer. One, two, one, five at gmail.com. Um, the business that consulting business I have is uh Safety International Safety First International LLC. Uh, so if you you know, look me up on the web, it's uh safety1stinc.com. Uh, you can find me there. And yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me, Sheldon. I greatly appreciate it.
0: Hey, no problem, and tell everybody how to subscribe to your channel to your podcast.
2: Uh, yes, for the podcast, it's on all platforms: uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Spreaker. I'm using Anchor. Uh, there's a couple of uh, other ones: uh, Castbox. Wow. So yeah, wherever you find your 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 favorite podcast, that's where you can find me at. Just look up the X Factor of Safety
0: and make sure you do x hyphen factor right
2: <laughs> yes x hyphen factor
0: yeah that's one of the things i was looking it up i'm like man why isn't it here and then i had to put in the hyphen i'm like ah there we go yeah <laughs> so that's great uh, i really thank you pedro for, for coming on and you know if you need me to, to be on your podcast at any time just reach out i'm, I'm on just uh tell me when and i'll i'll, I'll call in
2: oh yeah definitely
0: All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your night, man, and uh, enjoy your time over in Houston. Well, not Houston, but Texas back home. Texas.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Sheldon. Appreciate it. All right, man. Have a good night. You too.
0: safety and how to become a safety consultant. I will tell you on your particular course, there was better information in that particular regards than the other consulting course that was more of a generalist form but I figure I felt like I got more information out of yours on you giving people a direct path on what to do step by step. But I really think that you have a genuine good product there that can really assist people if they're interested in becoming a safety consultant.
1: Register for the Safety Consultant Blueprint at www.safetyconsultantblueprint.com. Enter code PODCAST for a special discount. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Welcome back to the Safety Consultant Podcast and... That was a great interview with Pedro. I had a good time talking to him and really getting to understand him a little bit better and his journey. So I, I really enjoyed that one. I hope you had some fun listening to him. And before we get into the tip of the week that came out of this episode, something that he mentioned that I really thought, well, that'd be a great tip of the week. I'm going to thank you first and foremost for listening to this podcast, sharing it with your friends, and sharing it with people that you think will get a good benefit from this podcast. I really appreciate. That every person that has uh, Give me con- uh, Some comments or feedbacks or anything He's been really great I, I appreciate that uh, For those of you who have purchased a course Which you can find on Primus.teachable.com Primus. Dot .teachable.com uh, That is the Safety Consultant Blueprint and you could also get that as com. and thank you for, for purchasing the course and I love helping you so not only are you getting the course but you're also getting me which is you know, a lot of people they, they feel funny because they'll send me a little email after something comes up and they'll say I, I got an issue with this I have a question with this I know you're busy and uh, I call them back or I write back and usually I, I call back and uh, just because it's easier to, to get a good understanding or I'll get a text from a, a student and says hey uh, what do I do in this situation so it's not truly just buying the course and you know, I'm done with you it's buying the course applying all you can and when you need some help You just go ahead, reach out to me, and I am a resource for you. So the course is just basically, you know, some of the things that I've learned throughout the way. And you could uh, go through a self-paced course for yourself and uh, find out what you really, really want right now. And then sometimes you still have a block. So that's right. Shoot me an email. Sheldon, help. And I I truly, uh, every student, and I've just contacted you and said, all right, tell me where you're at and let's uh, let's get to it. And uh, we work it out together. So I want to thank you for purchasing the course and being part of my network now and part of my family. And through this, we're going to help you get your business not only started, but growing and see what you could do so that you could start supporting your family and you could start having some fun being your own boss maybe even a podcast who knows i'm all for it I'm, i'll help you whatever you got yeah you know, so thank you and for those of you that are now getting on the new safety consultant.us side thank you so i just really want to let you know that resource community you get on there you uh, become a member once you become a member then uh, again it's another way of uh, having touch points with me as well as your fellow community members and uh, just together we just create a mastermind a brainstorm a a community that is going to help each other out with our business with our client needs with everything we need not only the resources that are there that is going to give you templates and powerpoints and other things that you need resources such as pictures you need for your presentations and all that stuff that's all there which is good. It's going to help you fast track your business, but really the community aspect as that's growing now we're, we're new. So uh, you people that are you know, the foundation members, I like to call you. Thank you for that and I really appreciate it. So as we get more and more commitment and more and more uh, community, that's even better than commitment, more and more community out there, we really be able to help each other. Alright, so that's all my thank yous for this week and I really, really appreciate you. And if you hadn't had a chance to subscribe yet to the podcast go ahead and do that right now and uh hopefully i'll see you in one of the communities that uh, that we've built so uh, we by me i'm still just me but anyway let's get on with the tip of the week so in talking to pedro uh one of the things that he mentioned that was that kind of struck me and and it is something that seems to be part of him is he takes action and it's great to take action because truly you're only going to learn by taking action so the tip of the week is plan but take action. So you want to plan your next move. You want to do things strategically. You want to make sure you're, you're smart at it. You want to listen to podcasts, whatever you need to do to build your resource base. But that doesn't mean anything until you take action. You actually have to fill out the form so that you can start your business. You actually have to go get your insurance so that you now could start getting uh, some work. Everything that you need to do to get your business going, do it. Do it while you're still working for your current employer. That's even better because now you could take weekends or days off or vacation time or whatever you need to build your business. And, you know, it's a little less of the, the networking, you know, uh, wrong networking, I should say. You could probably do more good for your business by strategically networking and then also planning courses. Go out there and talk to the libraries. Talk to cheap places where you could host a class. If you have a, a church that has a center, do it there. You know, do a donation to the church and you have your class in the center and uh, and you could actually start building your business a little at a time. So that's the key for this one. I want you to keep thinking about all the little things that you can be doing right now to take action. you got To take action, it's great to get all the information and build up and be ready. Plan absolutely. Plan. I'm not saying miss that part, you gotta plan, but you gotta take action. Take action, even if it's wrong action, it's still action. So, take action. That's the tip of the week. So, I am again grateful that you're listening to me, and I feel that you're gonna have a wonderful week. I just feel it in my bones. So, have a wonderful week. If you need to reach out to me, you go to Sheldon Primus no which ones oh the email would be Sheldon at SheldonPrimus.com or Sheldon at SafetyConsultant.us alright so uh, send me your email send me your thoughts and if you're on LinkedIn connect to me and truly I will reach you however you reach me I'll reach back at you alright so have a wonderful week go get them and uh just go get them. All right. See ya.
1: This podcast is being sponsored by Safety Consultant Blueprint.com. This episode has been powered by Safety FM.
0: Celebrate the big 2020 with T-Mobile. Switch now and get two lines for just 90 bucks and two new iPhone 11s on us. So you can take a portrait built for two with the ultra-wide camera. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, cute. Hurry in to T-Mobile and get two lines for 90 bucks and two iPhone 11s on us with qualifying trade-ins. Via 24 credits for well-qualified buyers with auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. If you cancel before receiving 24 credits, you may owe up to the full value of your device of six ninety nine ninety nine. dollars 99 Contact us. Qualifying port-ins and finance agreements required.